We always try to support uh, Dutch universities in uh, innovative ways of internationalization. Uh, I think by now, uh, internationalization is not a new concept anymore. It's it's mainstream uh, in the in the university. So our added value really comes from uh, yeah looking for the next frontier basically. You are listening to Our People Abroad, Nuffix podcast series in which journalist Mike Cooper interviews the directors and chief representatives of the 10 NESOs, Netherlands Education Support Offices, around the world. The directors talk to Mike about their lives overseas and their work for the Dutch higher education sector. The Netherlands Education Support Offices are located in countries that are strategically important for Dutch higher education. Brazil, China, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Russia, South Africa, South Korea, Turkey and Vietnam. They were set up with funding from the Dutch Ministry of Education, Culture and Science. In this edition of Our People Abroad, we talk to Mervyn Bucker, director of Nesso South Africa in Pretoria. This interview was recorded in June 2019. Shortly afterwards, much to our regret, we received news that we will need to scale back our overseas activities. This change is a consequence of the proposed decision by the Dutch Ministry of Education, Culture and Science to significantly reduce the subsidy provided to NUFIC. My name is Mike Cooper, and on behalf of Nuffic, I'm interviewing Our People Abroad. This is the very first edition of our podcast, and I'm pleased to be talking to Mervyn Bucker, director of NISO South Africa. Mervyn has been with Nuffic for many years, started his career as director of Nuffic Indonesia, and after almost eight years in Asia, he shifted to South Africa. And this was an impactful move because he brought his wife and kids along with him. Welcome. Welcome, Marin. Thank you, thank you. I gather you've brought on a special audio fragment for us to listen to, which will put us all right on location there in South Africa. Let's have a listen. So what is that? And can you talk us through a little bit about, about what we're listening to there? Yeah, this is a Hadida. Hadira is an ibis-type uh, bird, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the first thing I hear every morning in South Africa at around five o'clock. When the five o'clock, wakey uh, wakey. Exactly. Then the Hadira starts uh, flying over our house and uh, starts shouting. And Africa is known for its beautiful nature, and the Hadira is also very beautiful. But uh, yeah, the sound is something that you have to get used to, <laughs> especially maybe at that time of day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so you moved over from from Indonesia yeah. to to South Africa. How how, how did that go? The move itself, you mean? Well, no, not the actually. Transition with the, the transition, indeed. The cultural differences, and you've been in Indonesia for some time. Yeah. So presumably you were you were ready there. Did you did you have a like? Did you experience culture shock when you went to South Africa? Not a real shock, but it, it's it's a big big difference. Yeah. Indonesia is a is a hot, very hot tropical country, uh, very hectic, and Jakarta is a city. Uh, is a big uh, metropolis uh, with uh, 15, 16 million people living there, uh, traffic jams beyond any comprehension. 
en uh, Pretoria is een very spacious uh, city, very green, met rolling hills. And, uh, oh, so it's not as hot as, as Indonesia at all? It does get hot in the summer, but it also has seasons. Yeah? So right now it's, uh, it's uh, June, end of June, so it's, uh, it's, it's in winter. So it gets very cold in the mornings. It's, it's high up, 1400 meters uh, altitude. All right. Uh, and uh, so it cools down to two, three, four degrees in the mornings. And uh, it heats up to 20, 21 degrees in the afternoons. And over summer, it gets much hotter. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like that tropical exactly of, of yeah. being on the equator all the it's time. It's more, more dry, yeah. So you were leading the office in Indonesia and then decided to make a move. Could you take us through that process? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I spent uh, six years in, in Jakarta, uh, the office there, uh, trying to uh, to grow it and, and uh, diversify uh, the activities that we did there. Um, and together with the colleagues, uh, I think we reached a point where we said, yeah, we, we did a lot of great things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it's better uh, for the office to have a new leader, but also for me uh, to, to spread my wings and expand right. my horizon. Uh, right. To to South Africa. How, how did it go with the family? How did you do? Did your family transition to the new location? Yeah, you know, I've got three kids, uh, three boys, uh, and they, of course, they don't like moving in principle. Eh? No. But if you tell them that you move to a country where there are lions and giraffes and, and things like that, nice. then it, it, make, it makes it a bit easier. Uh, and also they live, uh, they, they, they study in, in an international school in Jakarta already. Hmm. Um, and yeah, they're used to people leaving yeah, every year. Right. Uh, during a lot summer day, a summer break, then people leave. Yeah. Because it's an international setting, so a lot of people are in a similar situation. Every three to four years, the, the population changes almost right. so entirely. They, they had seen this happening yeah. uh, before. Yeah. How are they finding the land of the lions? Yeah, great. Yeah, they, they like it a lot. Uh, it's it's uh, in many ways uh, a lot more livable uh, than Jakarta was. Jakarta is, is, is really, really big and, and the pollution and uh, the, the heat uh, yeah, don't always make it easy to uh, to operate there normally. Right. Uh, and also for kids, yeah, it has implications. And now it's uh, the, the weather is nicer, the air is cleaner. Uh, they've got a lot of space. South Africa is a very spacious country. Right. Uh, and Pretoria is a, is a friendlier city. In that but that's, that's quite interesting for, from... Us, you're based here in Northern Europe, we always think of, well, we don't always, but some of us think of security issues when thinking about South Africa and thinking it might be less safe than, than Indonesia, for example. Could you take us through that? Is that, is that something you experience? Uh, of course, if you look at the statistics, then, then uh, South Africa is, 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 is criminal in, in many ways and more criminal than Indonesia uh, is. Um, we got training in how to, how to deal with that and how to uh, adjust our lives around it. Uh, and I think we've succeeded in such a way that uh, the children don't notice. Uh, and that, uh, uh, yeah, for us, it's, 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 uh, it's very easy to, to get around if you stick to the unwritten rules of the society there. Right. And there are, there are certain unwritten rules which you're taken through in a training, like what not to do yeah. and where not to go. And then you can... F- make your lives uh, quite relaxed around that. Yeah, exactly. So we, we uh, for example, during dark, you, you don't get outside too much. Yeah? So there are, of course, uh, office functions that we have in evenings. And then you always make sure that you yeah, you drive home uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a car that is safe. So usually a taxi with a driver and at least there's more than one adult in the car. For, for example. Right, yeah. Um, do you have any, any views or any, any experience of the South African-Dutch historical connection? Yeah, constantly, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Could yeah. you explain that a bit? Yeah, you all know the past of South Africa and also the part that the, the Netherlands played uh, in that from the time that uh, the people came to the Cape on their boats on the way to Indonesia. 
to get new water and vegetables in their ships right. uh, until the days of apartheid. And it's complicated. Yeah, yeah it's complicated is a very good yeah. way to describe it, I think. But uh, presumably you're looking forward, you're looking to yeah. the future and how a positive influence from, out, from the Dutch, uh, yeah. from Dutch society can uh, help the society that is in that is now in South Africa yeah. and that, that history yeah. has and, and, moved on a little bit. And the Netherlands has played a very active role in uh, abolishing apartheid. Yeah? So right. uh, there was a lot of support in the Netherlands for the ANC, the current ruling party, but then yes. of course the party of, of resistance. Yes. Um, and uh, from that moment on, yeah, from the, the, the day that Mandela was released from prison, uh, yeah, you see that the connection between Mandela and the Netherlands was already very tight, ah. uh, and that continues until until today. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a it's a very positive story in a way. It's a, in the end, yeah, yeah, in the end, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, different subject now. How many of the big five animals have you seen out there in South Africa? Uh, all five. All five. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair, is it? I mean, really, you yeah. could. <laughs> okay, but that's my, that's my, great. My kids are still very jealous because they they only saw three of the five. Oh no! How did that happen? Yeah, well, I was uh, when I was still in Jakarta. I already went to uh, South Africa uh, over for three months to look into the office and give an advice to the directors of Nufik on on what to to do with the office in the future. Oh, right. Um, and uh, there was one uh, weekend, there was a conference in Kruger Park. So I attended the conference and I did two drives and then I saw all five. You visited South Africa while you were in Indonesia. So was that part of your orientation or was that actually a separate thing where you suddenly saw what was happening in South Africa and thought, hey, that's maybe some place, a place for me? Yeah, yeah no, uh, literally that. So I, I uh, went there uh, to, to provide advice to Nufik on, on, uh, on the office uh, and the future of the office. Um, and then, uh, yeah, once the, the, the board of Nufik had adopted uh, my advice, they, they had a, there was a vacancy available and I applied and, uh, and, and got the job in the end. But of course, the three-month period there helped me in my orientation. Yes, and, and probably in your application as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. great. Yeah. So that was a very, in a way, a natural progression then. Yeah. It's nice to see that you've gone from a, a very urban situation in Jakarta to a more countryside. Would that be no, the right description? Sub or? Suburban, I would Suburbia. say. Suburbia, yeah. yes. But yeah. that's great for kids, right? It, it, it is, it is. And it's, it's uh, still, it's 40 minutes drive to Joburg. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's a big cosmopolitan city. So yeah. if, I, if I want that, then I can always go there. Yeah, yeah. go and do a city trip. Yeah. Um, so over to, to serious business now. Uh, what is happening at NASA South Africa? How you were there for three months earlier to give them some advice on, on a direction. Yeah. What is that direction? And if you could take us through a little bit where, where it was before you arrived and where you are now and where you'd like to go in the future with it. Yeah, well, it, it was set up as a, as a, as a pilot office uh, to, uh, for Nufik to get a first office on the African continent. Uh, we do a lot of work uh, in Africa, mm. uh, but all the work was always done from, uh, from The Hague. Um, right. Uh, we have, for example, an Orange Knowledge Program, which is a capacity development program, so an, an aid program uh, yes. to help countries progress through improvements uh, in either the education system or investment in people, uh, building capacity in them. Yep. Um, and uh, we do that in 53 countries at the moment. Um, and I think half of that is in, in Africa. Yeah, but right. we, we never had an office there. Um, when did the, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but when did the office, when was it set up? In 2015. 2015. It, it was set up, yeah. And uh, it started with, uh, with first with one person, then with two. 
uh, and that's how I found it in uh, in 2016 when I went there. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a, a good office and it was functioning well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't uh, make the most of its presence. So my advice was uh, to to scale it up, uh, and uh, and that was the advice was taken. Is that what we mentioned in the introduction, which was that it has an increasingly regional function? Um, do you mean then regional within the region of South Africa or Africa as a country or Southern Africa? Southern Africa. Yeah. Right. So so at the moment, uh, our main focus is on South Africa for all of our work right. uh, and for uh, the development cooperation work that we do. Uh, also Mozambique and Tanzania are, uh, are involved. Right. Which are neighboring countries? Kind of Mozambique is. Yeah. Uh, Tanzania is still a few hours flight. Sorry, I have very bad geography. <laughs> I uh, uh, must work on that. Perhaps I'll come and visit. You should. You should. I like the idea of these birds flying over, but not <laughs> their time of day, I have to say. So are all the people that work in your office Dutch or do you have a mixture of, of local people and Dutch people? Yeah, I, I'm the only Dutch person. Uh, and the same was actually the case in Indonesia. So that, that's always our, our setup. Yeah, if we have a national director and uh, the rest of the staff is, uh, is not Dutch and is local because yeah, the, the added value that we have as an office, uh, both for uh, the Dutch uh, higher education institutions and also for our own organization, is of course the knowledge of the local circumstances, right. uh, local language in the case of Indonesia. Um, and uh, that helps us as an organization to uh, achieve our, our goals. Right. How do you, what's the main language then in, in your South African office? English. Right. Yeah. Yeah, English is the language uh, widely spoken by uh, by the whole population. Is that also the language of education? Yeah, the the main language of education. Yeah, there's 13 official languages in uh, wow. uh, in South Africa, uh, but English is the the main language in business and in education. Right. Um, how does that work when you want to position the concept of the Netherlands and its education within a, an English speaking context? How, how do you go about that? Well, you've, you've, in education, the first thing you always focus on when you talk about, for example, you want to promote uh, student mobility yeah, from South Africa to the Netherlands or, or also the other way around. Yes. You always focus on the quality of the experience that people will have. Yeah? Education is, uh, uh, yeah, in, in that sense, a service that where quality is, is always uh, key. Yeah. Um, But the quality in terms of like, yeah, if if I can be uh, 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 rude, everybody says we have the best quality. You know, every product is marketed with top quality. But what is the specific characteristic of the quality of the Dutch education system in your view? I, I think if you look at the the whole system, it's the uh, the overall quality. So it's it's if you look at a university in Amsterdam or a University of Applied Sciences in in Nijmegen, um, uh, the overall quality will always be comparable right yeah. uh, so consistency consistency uh, also if you, yeah, if you look at international rankings uh, almost all of our research universities are ranked in the top 200 of the world 13 out of 14 uh, and that uh, for such a small countries is quite an achievement not bad at all um, and uh, i'm not too fond of rankings myself but we, we do use it in our information that yeah. we give to students uh, in in that sense are there also special areas of study where you focus on because of the dutch knowledge or the Dutch focus on these areas? Yeah, we, we do. Yeah, there, there, There's the broad disciplines of, let's say, engineering and business that we, we, we are strong at. And if you talk about business, you uh, say, okay, we, we, we are good in business research. We also are also home to many multinationals in the Netherlands, right. uh, those kind of things. And really more specific areas like water management or agriculture uh, are also uh, quite often mentioned by us. Yeah, yeah well, 
the Netherlands is also remarkable in those areas, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah. And and then you also talk about what is in the quality in agriculture, for example. And then we use statistics like that we are the second uh, exporter of agricultural products worldwide. Yeah, that uh, always amazes me when I hear it. I just still don't kind of believe it. I just want to see the numbers. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's such a compact country and yet has such a uh, high-tech yeah, agricultural well, system. And it says a lot not only about agriculture, but it says something about the technologies that we can use. It says something about the efficiency in logistics. So it's like, yeah, you can you can package that message in such a way that it covers more areas. And because it has a lot to do with wider uh, aspects of the Dutch education system then and the Dutch uh, knowledge. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because if you, you can do agriculture on well on the one hand but if you can't export it or have the logistics that go along with it then you can't move it yeah. is that kind of yeah. about right i'm it's not exa- it's exactly yes you try to load that word quality with those kind of elements uh. so you have an international classroom how does that international classroom contribute to the quality of the education yeah it's nice that you mentioned it because that's actually exactly uh, why we do the work we do eh? when you look at the mobility from my country now south africa uh, to the netherlands we try to contribute uh, to the diversity in the classroom right. uh, and also to the, to the quality of that. And diversity comes from uh, uh, yeah, the different nationalities that you mix with the Dutch students. Uh, and uh, that also gives the Dutch students an international experience. Uh, they yes. don't even have to travel to prepare themselves for the for the international job market after their studies. Yeah. Uh, and the quality aspect comes here. You have to imagine if you are a foreign student and you're considering to study abroad, it's a big investment, a big investment in money, a big investment in time. Yeah. So before you take the decision, you have considered very well uh, why you want to do it. So we see uh, that in the motivation uh, and also in the results, mm-hmm. uh, the international students perform uh, very well on average. And that contributes to the quality. Right. Yeah, and also their different perspectives that they bring from their countries, obviously. You mentioned something there with Dutch students uh, going to your country, which yeah. you said South Africa, which I think is real nice, um, is uh, promoting outbound mobility, which is something I've been told uh, is that students from the Netherlands go to South Africa and, and use your office as a point of contact. Is yeah. that how it works? It, that's how it works. And we, we, we don't talk about outbound mobility in South Africa because then they don't understand what, well, no, what, they what, wouldn't. what we mean. <laughs> no, sure. But uh, so we, we have set up a study in South Africa desk uh, and, uh, and what we always try to do uh, in our works, we try to link up to on the one end uh, uh, the uh, demands yeah, from, from our minister, the Ministry uh, of, of Education. Yes. Um, and on the other hand, of course, you want to meet the needs uh, of the Dutch uh, higher education uh, institutions. Uh, and in this case, uh, the Dutch minister really wants to um, uh, push the Dutch students uh, to uh, uh, yeah to leave the Netherlands. Yeah, to create opportunities abroad. Exactly, right? and we, we are trying to facilitate that. So we're trying to implement actually her policies in that sense. Um, and um, uh, yeah, we, we do that by by setting up a study in South Africa desk where we advise students on opportunities. Yeah, where we try to create opportunities. So we're actively approaching uh, companies and organizations for internships, for research projects. Uh, and also in that work, we try to link them on that end to South African students. So we have developed uh, a modality called the Tandem Internship, where Dutch and South African students work together. Oh, they work together. That's to, and that's a really good way of of, of 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 gluing the two types of student together in a way. 
exactly. And, and South Africans don't always have the opportunity to go abroad because it's it's on the one hand quite a wealthy country, right? But it's also the country uh, with the biggest gap in the world between rich and poor. So ah. many people will never have the opportunity to to go abroad themselves, and in this way they still get some international exposure. Right. So you mentioned a couple of projects there. Are there any other? projects that you're you're proud of of you or you really like the like that you've been setting up out there yeah i i think what we are uh also trying to do apart from the the student mobility that we discussed yeah. is we always try to support uh dutch universities in uh innovative ways of internationalization uh, i think by now uh, internationalization is not a new concept anymore it's it's mainstream uh, yeah. in, the, in the university so our added value really comes from uh, yeah, looking for the next frontier, basically. So, what is could the you next explain step? that a little bit for me? The innovative approach to internationalization. Could you make it a bit concrete? It sounds kind of complicated to me. Yeah, Can you bring it down to earth a bit. Yeah, sure. So, for example, what you what you see now more and more is that uh, Dutch universities don't only want to cooperate with uh, South African universities in this case, but also with companies on the ground to provide. Uh, projects for their students that they can work on and right. to, uh, to, to make uh, life more interesting and also their research collaboration. So what yeah. we are, have done, for example, uh, is a, a program around uh, resilient cities. Um, I don't know whether you know what that is, but resilient cities. No, is, do explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's a combination of how cities can respond to the modern challenges. Yes. Right. So it, it's, uh, it can be uh, disasters, but it can also be opportunities, yeah. uh, and and everything is involved. Yeah? So it's not only technology. But so when you talk, for example, about smart cities, then you think more on the technological side, right. which is also involved, but it also includes societal aspects. Yeah, that especially in South Africa is, is very important. Yeah? You have the townships close to the big cities, yeah. uh, and then the big cities themselves. And uh, yeah, how do you glue that together? Very complex. Very, very com interesting. Very complex. So what, what we the, the, the embassy had uh, set up an initiative called Co-Create My City, where uh, the cities uh, of Joburg in 2015, uh, Durban in 2017, and this year in the autumn Cape Town, uh, provide challenges uh, that, that, that they are uh, dealing with. Right. And student teams from both countries come together to try and solve uh, Oh, that's nice. It's a kind of, it's a kind of uh, laboratory. Yeah, well, that's exactly the word that we are giving to it. So we have the student challenges that are short-term, two-week projects where they really dive into it, like pressure cooker and right. uh, come up with solutions. And next to that, we are setting up a living lab, a laboratory, uh, on Co-Create My City, where uh, students work together in longer term, three to six months projects to bring the research really to a higher level and come closer to the real solutions. And that's also on a, on a specific challenge? Uh, it's, it's, it's quite broad. So the, 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 the city of Cape Town is now is currently uh, um, providing the challenges. And I don't know whether you've heard, but last year the city almost ran out of water. Um, no, I hadn't heard that, but that no? sounds... Not good. Oh, no, it was definitely not good, and it was due to uh, to to severe droughts, um, and uh, they counted down to day zero, and day zero was the day that there was no water anymore. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, still, if you go to Cape Town nowadays, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful city, but uh, if you if you uh, are staying in a hotel, you're still only allowed a two minute shower per day, for example. Right, so it's really really problematic. Right, so it's a difficult thing. Yeah, so that's one thing, but also, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, criminality. Uh, there are um, uh, yeah, challenges in, 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 in the townships, as, as mentioned. So uh, we're trying to, to bring that together and have several challenges in uh, sectors where we think the Dutch can add 
value. Right. And that sounds like an excellent opportunity for students of all varieties to get their teeth into. Exactly. And exactly. companies as well, are they involved? Yeah, there's companies involved. Yeah, uh, Some Dutch firms that are uh, on the ground there, uh, Dutch engineering firms, for example, uh, South African firms. Uh, and we also try to involve them in either providing challenges or research uh, projects to the students. Uh, or uh, in having them support uh, the teams when they are at work. Wow, it sounds fascinating. Do you actually go and visit them yourself to ch- to check them out to see yeah. how they're going? Yeah, we we well, I, I will be there during the the, the main events oh, in, nice. uh, in, in November, and, and the colleagues are more on on the road to uh, to to gather the challenges and try yeah. to bring them a step further. But they'll be presenting their ideas or presenting their their results. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, during that that result presentation, uh, yeah, many people will be invited. The embassy is the main organizer, so they will invite. Uh, yeah. from the mayor of Cape Town to, to yeah, many So that'll be a lot of uh, uh, alumni, I suppose, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and just to, to, to finish off this part, uh, uh, I think this is exactly where we as a Netherlands Education Support Office can add value still. If we are on the ground, we can realize things that universities and universities of applied sciences cannot realize on distance. That's the thing, isn't it? You you are like the local embassy for your for Nufik, and and you are very familiar with what's going on on the ground, which is is a, a very unique position, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it and it's, it 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 makes uh, my working life at least very interesting. So the the NISO office in South Africa is like the local embassy of Nufik. How can institutions use them? Yeah, it, it's nice that you use the the uh, comparison with an embassy. Uh, because maybe that, that's how uh, Dutch institutions should also see us. Yeah, the Dutch university, we are there for them. Yeah, we're called the Netherlands Education Support Office, and that's exactly what we do. We support them with the activities they want to undertake uh, in uh, in our countries. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, looking at South Africa, uh, what are we doing? We, if, for example, uh, uh, I was talking to the VU University of Amsterdam uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, uh, we literally told them, whenever you think of, I was there with my colleague from Indonesia, whenever you think of Indonesia and South Africa, uh, just drop us a quick line or uh, yeah. give us a call. And so they're less, they're not actually aware that they can just pick up the phone or just email you and say, hey, we, we won't want to start something. I, th- I think by now they are aware, but it's, it's, it's always good to make them more aware. And it is that easy. It, it, it is that just easy. Just get uh, on the phone. Especially with South Africa, because there's no time difference. <laughs> it's right. A, uh, it makes it quite easy. And we, we help them in all the things you already mentioned. Yeah? So, so we, we are there for all the universities. We never yeah. uh, give preference for one university over the other. Uh, so we organize events where they can uh, provide information to prospective students. We try to get create opportunities for their students. Uh, and, uh, and I said it, we try to get them involved in projects. So it's also uh, that Co-Create My City project that, that I just spoke about. Yeah. We also try to widen that. Yeah, where previously maybe only two or three universities participated, it's yeah. now basically open that lab to all Dutch universities who want to participate. Right. Are there also local uh, South African universities involved? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's uh, uh, I guess, anywhere in the world where we are active, uh, the goal but in the South African context, I would say it's especially uh, sensitive uh, that you involve uh, local institutions and, right. also, and also very much at an equal level. Yeah? So the Dutch Embassy has, has a, 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 a whole program that is called Co-Create SA, so not Co-Create My City, but Co-Create right. SA, to indicate that we really do it together. Right, so it's a, it's a joint operation and it's everybody's learning from each other. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to tackle a specific problem. Yeah. So uh, this is a message going out there to, to the uh, institutions. Um, call Mervyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that, really. You know, just get on the phone or 
write an email. It's, it's not so complicated. If you have a specific uh, idea about getting involved in South Africa, it's, it's just a question of getting in touch. Definitely. You mentioned earlier quite a lot about added value, this really cool marketing speak, we love it, but could you bring it down to a, some concrete examples and, and show some practical examples of how you've helped yeah, I, I can. Uh, we, uh, for example, uh, we have set up a PhD program uh, together with the NRF, the National Research Foundation of South Africa, which right. is their National Research Council. Um, and uh, what we actually did, we built on uh, an initiative by the VU, University of Amsterdam. Yep. They had a scholarship program called the Desmond Tutu Scholarship Program with that same NRF, but it was only directed towards PhD candidates coming to them. So yep. in, in good discussions with the VU, uh, and with the NRF, uh, they, they came to us and they said, yeah, we want to uh, widen it. Yeah? We want to, to, to make the initiative broader and involve uh, more Dutch universities. Right. And, and by now, uh, we're in the second year, uh, all the Dutch research universities are involved uh, in the program. Yeah? So How many is that roughly? Uh, 13. 13, uh, yeah, one, out three. Of the, out of the 14, yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, so How many PhD students? In, in total, we will go for 50, uh, but in this round, uh, 20 uh, scholarships will be awarded, which sounds small, but for PhDs, uh, if you look at uh, both the capacity here in the Netherlands uh, and also the availability of good candidates in South Africa, that's uh, uh, st still quite it's an It's a high number. Yeah. 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 Any other examples of how you have helped institutions? Yeah, maybe two others that I can think of. One is really fresh. Yesterday, I was uh, in Amsterdam discussing an initiative with the university there, uh, on uh, a water conference that they want to organize in um, in November uh, around uh, the, the topic, uh, the water challenges in Amsterdam, Cape Town and Jakarta. Oh, that's so, an interesting one. So, so I was there with my colleague from uh, uh, Indonesia. And if you then see between their knowledge and our network, how quickly we can come up with a, a structure of a program, but especially with potential speakers and people to invite. Yeah. And I think that that shows that the, the, the global presence of Nuffik and the local local presence in our case uh, really adds, adds the value, uh, as, you, uh, as you said. Um, and uh, last but not least, if you look at, at uh, uh, getting that more diversity and quality into the international classroom, yeah. uh, last February we uh, organized for the first time uh, in South Africa a study in Holland promotion tour, so in, in five days. We went from uh, Stellenbosch to Cape Town to Durban to Joburg and Pretoria uh, to uh, yeah, provide information to uh, South African students uh, on, on study opportunities in the Netherlands. Right, a kind of roadshow. Yeah, and we brought Dutch universities along uh, and it was very successful. And we will definitely continue that, uh, that next year. So that's the bringing of the awareness on the ground to the local universities as to what you guys can offer. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just to, uh, you spoke about marketing. Uh, what, what we are really trying to do is we're trying to uh, interest uh, people first and foremost in uh, the whole concept of studying abroad. Right. Uh, and once they think it's a, it's a good idea to study abroad, then of course we will share with them the opportunities. But we are uh, not uh, not salespeople. Yeah? So if... if uh, oh, I think you're pretty good at it. <laughs> Let's be honest. But anyway, but, sorry. But, no, but if the match is not there, we will never try and push somebody. Yeah? It's, no, right. It, that's not good there for the There has to quality. be a natural, uh, a natural connection. Yeah, there has to be the right quality, the, 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 the right interest uh, and, and, and the right uh, previous education, obviously. Yeah, and the right subject matter, I suppose, yeah. as well with this, with this water initiative. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. One last question that we'd like to, uh, to ask you is if you have one special or several special top tips for people who are visiting Pretoria, what would, what would you recommend that the listener do when they're over there? Yeah, it's a, maybe two things. Uh, it's a very 
pretty city. And uh, one of the things that I really like to do, uh, and I, I think I did it for the first time in my first or second weekend there with the family, right. is to go to one of the, the nature reserves that are uh, everywhere around the city. Uh, and walk in, uh, uh, in one of the nature reserves. There's also you can walk there? You, you don't can walk get attacked there. by no, no, tigers? There, there, there's no big five there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> but uh, uh, you can walk there, you can bump into a zebra uh, or into an ostrich, and that's, wow. that's, that's very nice and special yeah. early on a Sunday morning. Uh, and the other thing is South Africa is, is known for its wine and its food. Uh, Pretoria is not yeah. in the wine region. Uh, but uh, what they do is that they, they bring uh, winemakers to Pretoria and they serve an excellent wine and food pairing. And that's, that's one of my... Oh, that's... I'm, 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 one of, one I'm of, going. One of my new hobbies. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Thanks very much for coming and speaking to us here. I hope you've given the listener a good idea of, of what's going on in NASA South Africa. I've certainly learned an awful lot. Um, so thanks for coming and uh, do come again. Thanks a lot, Mike. It was an honor to be uh, the guest in the first podcast. We love you, Murph. Just call Murph. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know more about the work of Nuffix Nesso offices or do you want to get in touch with one of our people abroad? Don't hesitate to contact us. You can find contact information on our website slash international offices. Did you like this podcast? Please subscribe to our series on your podcast app so you will get a notification when the next episode is published. On our online content platform www.nuffic.nl/longreads, you can regularly find new blogs, long read articles, podcasts and videos about internationalization in education. You can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter on this platform.